So I just want to uh, reflect on scripture for a few moments. Uh, Lou, did you manage to get those verses up? Psalm 105. Actually, just Lou's so brilliant, serves so faithfully on and always hides. Let's give Lou a. Psalm 105 was our reading, our bread reading last weekend. Uh, I'm sure you will know about this already, but if you have not yet got your bread books, they are available. If you are not in a bread group and would like to be, that's a little group where you read the Bible together and share what God's saying to you on WhatsApp groups. Uh, if you need some help getting into a group, chat to one of us and we'll help make that happen for you. It's a great thing to do, to be reading the scripture with others as we go through the year. But our, our, our reading last week was from Psalm 105, and it'd be great just to read this together. Let's read this out loud together. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done. Sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Just want to uh, draw three points out of these four verses in Psalm 105, which might help us as we come to the end of one year and as we roll into another one. The first is that we are told here, look at, the, look at what it says, look at the words that are used. Proclaim, make known, and tell. Proclaim, make known, and tell. There's an encouragement to us here to recount the things which God has done for us. So we've had that already a little bit this morning as some of our children and young people have given thanks for things. Recount the things, tell the things, proclaim the things, make known the things that God has done for us. And it's good to do that. And there's, that operates at all kinds of different levels. It's the very real practical stuff of life when God helps us in things, when we get a university place or when there's a birthday to celebrate or so, just the practical stuff of life. And there's also then, of course, the wonderful miracle of God's saving grace at work in our lives. Look at what God has done for us. He has rescued us. What we're just being singing about, the Savior did come as a baby, did take on human flesh, did die on a cross did shed his blood in order that we might be delivered from our sins and brought into life with him. And so we need to tell these things, we need to proclaim them, we need to make them known. This is our Test Me Sundays when we encourage some of these stories to be told, but it's good to do that throughout the year. And so throughout 2024, let's proclaim, let's tell, let's make known what God is doing amongst us. It's one of those things that we do in our, in our bread groups, that you can share these stories. This is what God is doing today in my life. This is how God is helping me. This is where I'm seeing God's grace at work in my life. As we look back over this past year, there are lots of things which we can give thanks for. I mean, the huge one, uh, James Montgomery's already, was our first contribution already highlighted it for us, is uh, thank God for this building. It's this Sunday last year we were here for the first time in this building. And here we are a year on, and this has been a year in which uh, God has been with us in so many ways, in which we've seen um, the thing which we always say, facilitate, facilities facilitate the mission. We've seen that in operation. We've seen uh, this room and our building down at Ashy Road fuller than they've ever been before. We've seen more people around, more people coming in, worshipping God, experiencing his grace, experiencing his blessing. And I'm so grateful that we, we're here a year, a year on, a year on. It's gone so fast, but a year on since we first stood in this place. 
and God has helped us and blessed us and given us a great facility. Let's proclaim, let's make known, let's tell. And it says to do this amongst the nations. Do it amongst the nations. Make known among the nations what he has done. And that's always the biblical focus. Make known among the nations that the good news of the Savior, the good news of Jesus is for all peoples, for all nations, for every tribe and tongue and nation. And again, one of the things that I give thanks to God for over this past year is how we have seen that evidence amongst us. We've seen it in terms of people who've come from overseas to minister amongst us and bless us and help us and strengthen us. I think one of the highlight evenings of the past year for me was when we had Ryan and Josh from the US and we had a worship night here. Um, just such a, an amazing experience of being in the presence of God as we worshipped him as as they helped us to do that, other people who've ministered amongst us, connections we've got, friends we've got from overseas, and the growing number of people we have amongst us who come from other contexts, backgrounds, cultures. Fantastic Sunday a couple of weeks back when we had that international carol service. Just amazing to be able to celebrate the different nations reflected amongst us. Tell amongst the nations what God has done. Uh, the week after this, um, starting Monday week, week tomorrow, we've got our prayer week. And part of that will be that we're having a friend from a different nation zooming in each evening in those prayer meetings to help us to get news from around the world and to pray into those different contexts. Uh, we'll be gathering each evening Monday to Friday, 7.30 to 8.30. We'll be in the Braithwaite room in the other building for each of those prayer gatherings. And uh, that'd be a great way for us to connect with people from other nations. Uh, so get that in your diaries, get that in your thinking, and let's be here and join with the nations and make known and tell amongst the nations what God is doing. Proclaim, make known, tell what the Lord has done. Second thing is that we're to look at, again, the words that are used. Give praise, sing, rejoice. This is an exhortation to worship. Sing, praise, rejoice. This, uh, I don't know about you, but for me, this is... Certainly the most sluggish time of the year. It is the time of year when I find it most difficult to stir myself into action. Uh, the last couple of days, Grace and I have been away at Grace's mum up in, the, up in the northwest on the Wirral. And there's a bit of a slog up and down, but I just felt exhausted. And all, all I really wanted to do, and pretty much all I have done the last few days, is pretty much just this. <laughs> Nobody talk to me. <laughs> I'm not interested. Go away. Some food. I'll have some more food. Is it time to go to bed yet? That's been pretty much the last week. And uh, I guess I'm not the only one. It's a very sluggish time of the year when the days are at their shortest and most dismal and we're all eating too much and... It's very sluggish. But the psalm says, give praise, sing, rejoice, worship, stir our hearts. Look what it says. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Stir up your heart. Stir up your heart. And, that, and that's what we're doing this morning. We're looking to stir up our sluggish hearts. It's very easy. It's very normal to be sluggish at this time of year. And then it's good to come and to stir up our hearts and to rejoice in him. And that's what we're trying to do today. We're stirring our hearts to give him praise, to give him worship. And doesn't it feel good? After a sluggish few days, it feels good to come into the presence of God and sing his praise and to worship him and to enjoy him. Give praise, sing, rejoice, and look for reasons to rejoice. Look for reasons to rejoice. 
bring to mind those things for which we can be thankful. The small practical things of life and the big amazing things of our salvation. Look for the things we have to give thanks for. Give thanks to him. Rejoice. Worship him. And the third thing from this, these four verses is, look how it says to, we're to seek the Lord. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Find strength in him. However, however you feel today, look to him, seek him, find your strength in him. And, and I know this morning there will be those who you're not necessarily feeling too good. You might be feeling a bit weak. You might be feeling apprehensive about what's coming in 2024. Uh, I know people respond differently. I, I really enjoy the turning of the leaf. I like the fresh start. I enjoy that. I know other people find it more challenging. And it might be this morning that you are carrying things. I know even talking to some before the service, there's things going on in people's personal lives, things going on in families which are difficult, which are hard. And so it might be that you're coming to the end of one year and starting another year, not with so much of a spring in your step, but more of a sense of what's going to happen. And what we need to do, what we always need to do is to seek the Lord. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face. The reality is that our strength is very limited, very partial. And so we need to seek the strength of the Lord. We need to seek his face. We need to, we need to be having our lives oriented by his face. Not by, not by the agendas of the world, not by what's on the news today, not by the latest depressing report, by, by, by the face of the Lord, his countenance, his smile upon us. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Lord, it's your face that we seek. We want to see Jesus. We want to experience God amongst us. We want to know the reality of God at work in our lives. Look to him. Seek his face. Find his strength. That's what we're trying to do. That's why we do the things we do. It's why we gather like this. It's why we teach the word. It's why we pray. Again, I'd encourage you to think about our prayer week starting Monday the 8th, the week tomorrow, 7.30 to 8.30 each evening in the, in the Braithwaite room. That's a way for us to seek the Lord, to find his face as we gather to pray to him. Uh, it's why being in community is so important. It's why we encourage people to be in life groups. Life group sign-up is now live and active. You can do that via the website. You can do it by scanning the QR codes in the back of the seat. Uh, there's an email coming around tomorrow with a link for life group sign-up. We'd encourage you to get into, into a life group to be part of a community. We'd encourage you to be part of a bread group, reading scripture and sharing together. We'd encourage you to come and pray. It's great to be here this morning because by doing these things, we seek the Lord's face and experience his strength at work in our lives. There's lots I'm grateful for for this past year. I'm glad that God has blessed us and kept us. I'm glad we're still here. There are no guarantees except what the Lord's decrees. We're still here. That's something to give thanks to God for. There are actually more people in our church than there were a year ago. That's something to give thanks to God for. We are seeing evidences of God's blessing in his favor. We're seeing uh, signs of his moving amongst us. And there's all kinds of things we give thanks to God for. I'm grateful that for where we are. I'm grateful to live in this part of the world. And that's not just because I've been at my mother-in-law's the last two days. <laughs> but I would much rather live in here, here than I would up in Liverpool. Thank you, Lord, that you brought me here. 
Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Please send some people to Liverpool as well. Thank you, Lord, for your amazing salvation. Thank you, Lord, you rescued me. Didn't deserve it. Thank you, Lord, you put breath in my body. It's only by your grace. Let's give thanks to God. Let's seek his face and know his strength. Amen? Amen. Okay, we've got a couple of people I know who want to share. We're a bit lacking in women. It'd be great to have a woman come and share. Uh, let's have, we're going to go with TP first. Where's, where's Tom? There you are. Hello, church. It's great to be with you guys. Um, in typical me fashion, it was quite hard to initially whittle this down, but I have done my very best to try and do that. Um, I really came into this year actually kind of carrying quite a lot of trauma and a lot of um, pain from things that had happened in the previous year. Um, stuff that had been quite hard to consider. Well, is this a journey that I have to go through this on my own? Is it all about just toughening up and just cracking on? But realistically, God opened my eyes quite soon into this new year of the beauty of being in a refuge of church family and community and staying close to him and just believing in the promises that he has, like for me personally, but for the global church as well. And in that place of really wanting to practice that and believe it, I found a real like, helpful process of being able to actually lament as well, being able to lament for things that have been difficult, but to keep my eyes fixed on God, to believe that he is working all things for his name to be glorified. And even through my story and through things that have been difficult, that is a testimony, and that is something that I believe he wanted to use. But it had also been a real time in 2022 of just being really tired. Like, genuinely, it was quite exhausting and quite difficult to go through kind of some deep and painful things. And I really felt that rest would be good, but I did not know how to rest. I'm, I'm not someone who naturally chooses rest. I'm generally busy doing things with a lot of people and being quite social. But... Rest was something that I really believe God wanted to give me, and he wanted to give it to me really abundantly and really fully. And part of that process was just spending more time with him, spending time in devotion through bread, really enjoying doing that in community. Got into a real good habit uh, with Toby and Beth, my housemates, of just, we're just going to spend time looking at God's word and just sharing what he's speaking to us. And that was a really helpful thing, but something a bit bigger than that was the idea of actually taking a step away and actually taking a form of sabbatical. And I was really blessed to be able to do that through um, kind of orientating that around connections that we have through advance. Um, I'd met people when Ryan and Josh had come over and when we would had um, the conferences. And I felt like it was a really great opportunity to want to go to those communities, to our worldwide community of, of the church, and actually just spend time in amongst them. So... That happened in around September and October of this year. Um, started off in America. Um, I actually went to uh, DC first, a monument church. And this is a picture from when they were meeting. At the time, they've moved around sites quite a lot. Um, but there was something really special about being gathered with these guys and just worshiping together, hearing about what God had been doing in the season up to that. I also had a real opportunity to spend time with people in the church. I stayed with a couple that have done a lot of mission work in Uganda and they were just telling me all about what was going on there. Got to hang out with the young adults as well. Um, America is the land where chicken sandwiches are bigger than your face. So it's definitely something that that was a big thing to kind of get used to, the food portions. 
but sharing things over meals, doing community together, it was great. Um, spent a lot of time, particularly with Joel on the right there, who's come over to us before, and he's now in Houston. And it was just so refreshing to be around young adults who had such a fire for Jesus. And it really reminded me of a lot of what we're doing in the youth work here, of what we're seeing, and just even thinking that in, the, in the life of the church here, but the baptisms of young people that we've had this year is something to be thankful and, and grateful for. And it's incredible to see young, young guys and girls taking steps in faith and actually finding these pockets of community around the world was really special. And that week in D.C. went by super fast, got plenty of time to rest as well, to find a deeper rest, really enjoying time by like creeks and just nature and national parks and really asking God for where, where do you want me to go? What do you want to show me? And God really clearly spoke to me um, about just the truth, just the, the joy of trusting him. Uh, Proverbs 27, trust in him with all your hearts, acknowledge him in every way and he will make straight your paths. I feel like that was something that in every moment of being in countries around the world, away from um, my family and friends for a time, was something I really held deep in my heart, that actually I might not know exactly where I'm going, what might happen next, um, but God is going to straighten those paths. And he's been so faithful in his promises through that. And my next week in America, I spent in North Carolina with One Harbor, so we probably know a lot of those guys well. But actually being amongst uh, the church there was incredibly special. Um, I really experienced kind of the vastness, the size of it as well, but really when it got really kind of intimate and kind of just smaller groups of people, um, I stayed with a family called the Dales, who were incredibly, uh, there's a picture of them on the next slide, who were incredibly like warm and accommodating. Uh, their house had actually been damaged by Storm Florence a couple of years back, and um, the house was actually raised on stilts on the, on the bottom part of it. And I remember when Rachel was telling me about it, I was just really just awestruck by God's faithfulness and provision that through their home being rebuilt, they were able to host people. And I was really blessed by my time with them. Um, and being by the beach was quite cool as well. <laughs> so it was, it was like a little taste of home as well. Um, I also got to spend time with um, Ryan and Brian Hart as well. Again, more chicken sandwiches. Um, but um, again, just spending time amongst those guys really kind of gave me some direction and focus as well. I felt like God was really bringing me into community with people um, around the world, and it was just so like it was just amazing to enjoy that. Um, I actually then got to go to Japan afterwards, and that was something which was very different to the community experience I'd had in America. I was in a country where I didn't know much of the language, um, definitely felt a lot like fish out of water. Um, but it came back to that Proverbs 27: trust in the Lord, acknowledge Him, and those steps into the unknown actually produce some real community connections. Uh, I had the joy of going to a church in Japan, and it's 0.5% of the population is Christian there. So the experience of coming to faith is normally through conversion, through converting from Buddhism and through other beliefs. And what was really special about being with them is being able to worship God and actually know that God wants to build community. He wants to grow numbers in places which hadn't previously been reached or there are very little there. And singing, um, yet not I, but through Christ in me, in Japanese, but also singing it in English, because I could sing it in English, I couldn't sing it in Japanese, was something that I really felt that sense of our languages might be different, but we're singing the same thing, and God is really bringing worship to our hearts. So it was something that I genuinely did not expect to really experience the healing 
and the joy of being with God's gathered people around the world. And I want to encourage you guys that God wants to give you deep rest. It might look different for all of you, but a deep rest for your soul to encounter and to connect with him. He really wants to meet you there, and he really wants to see you there. And seeking Jesus and enjoying him for all of the things that, was, uh, that he provided during that time was something that really gave me, it really changed me as a person as well. And I feel like I want to stand here acknowledging that it's all God, that it, it is all him, it is everything that he has done. And I'm grateful that he has kind of used this time to kind of give me a testimony to actually share from an experience of pain while actually being really honest with that and then bringing it before him and saying, Lord, I look to you, what that can do. So thank you for letting me share this with you. And I'm really praying for you and then just want to encourage you guys that we do this together as family. And this is a real beautiful place of refuge. So thank you for being a refuge for me. And there you Thank you, TP. Uh, Brother Derek. Hi, family. Good morning to you all. Um, there's many things I'd like to say. I'm going to try and keep it as short as I can. Um, I want to first of all say a huge thank you to all of you who have prayed for me and been there for me and supported me over the last 18 months. Uh, you've just been great. Sent me messages, and uh, I'm, I've wanted many times to stand up here and to say to you, thank you so much for that. When I was 60, I was sat in my office one day, and I was at my desk, and I had this thought that come into my mind. I thought... What's all this about retiring at 66? I said, here I am, I'm fit, I'm healthy, I'm cycling in the work, everything's going great. And at the time, I thought, that's not probably a wise thought to have. <laughs> but I enjoyed it and I entertained it. And the next five years has led to um, a gradual undoing. And, um, and the cherry on the cake was uh, last... Uh, year when I got diagnosed with cancer in my mouth and throat. And um, that was out of the blue, left field, and yeah, that wasn't a very pleasant experience. So uh, subsequently this year, um, my treatment uh, finished at Christmas. It, well, it, the, uh, it got to its worst at, at Christmas time, and then from January the 1st, things started improving. Um, and... Uh, it was, it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year. And uh, I've lost quite a lot of taste and, and struggled with the loss of taste, the loss of lots of things. And here I am going into my retirement and these things are all being taken away. And goodness, this is, you know. Anyway, so one has to get used to the new normal. But despite the difficulties of this year, spiritually, Things have been really rich. And uh, that's been really great. <laughs> and uh, I had a I have a daughter, a young daughter, and her and I have always had a bit of a tension of relationship. She's not quite warm to me. 
this year that's broke through and she was able to come up and tell me she loved me. And that was really priceless. Spiritually speaking, I've had some wonderful moments. I'm going to share them with you because uh, I, I have a Murray McShane Bible reading thing. I read through the Bible. It takes me through once a year. It takes me through the New Testament and the Psalms twice. I, I bring myself before God morning and evening. I seek him because I want to I enjoy him. I want to max it. And you can intellectually, and you can with information and knowledge, but you then can't always open the trap door to get that knowledge into your heart. That's, I can't do, it frustrates me no end. This year, God has brought Hannah to come up and give a test, uh, she came up with a word earlier this year, and you know when God opens that trapdoor, the trapdoor that you can't, where the knowledge all of a sudden comes to your heart. And it was about being chosen. After that, Chris stood up and spoke about God accepting you in the room just as you are and loving you just as you are. And they applied it. It applied it to my heart. And it, it was it, it, to a new level, to a new degree. It might have been just one degree, but one degree of knowing God a bit better is just all you want. Sam came up to me and he recommended I read a book in the summer called Gentle and Lowly. And oh, that just so blessed me again about the knowledge of God's love applying itself. I want to also say a sermon Matt brought and he reading in John's gospel and saying about uh, the, um, he will love you to the end. Again, application to the heart, you know. Priceless, priceless. I mean, before those things wouldn't happen very often. They did and they were, they were treasured, but this year it's been rich. House group in the autumn, just being in the house group, this uh, Toby and um, Beth's house group, this autumn, it's been a great, great joy, great joy, great, <laughs> so helpful. So this year's kind of been a bit limping through, but there have been some choice moments, another choice moment. I've got to share this with you. I loved running, loved running. When I came to know the Lord when I was 25, all of a sudden, my knees went wrong. And I couldn't run without getting pain. 40 years, I've not been able to run any distance, any distance much. I could run a bit, ran, you know, a little bit, 100 yards, discomfort would come. I loved running. It's my, one of my biggest losses. This year, I ran with the dog, and my knees didn't hurt. So I thought, wow, what's that, you know? So I ran a bit more, and my knees didn't hurt. So I went to the gym, and I can't, I'm not as fit as I was, and I've got to watch what I do to uh, heart-wise, but I'm running again, and my knees don't hurt, and what a gift I got back, so I'm really grateful about that. My last bit. At the beginning of the year, um, I, I came out of the treatment, 
And uh, I've always had a little bit of a skin condition, and I had to put cream on my skin. Not very often, occasionally. It started getting a bit worse. So I thought, oh, it's a chemo, consequence of a chemo. So just don't bother, you know. The clinician said, you need to give yourself a year, get yourself back online. Anyway, in March, it started getting a little bit worse. I went to the doctors, and um, he said, I'll oh, put this on. So I put this on, and slowly over the year, it got worse. And it got worse, and I think in October, I went to the doctors again and said, look, and I stripped off and showed him, you know, and the redness down my, my arms and down my legs, and it was starting to pool in the tops of my hands and the tops of my feet, and my whole body was covered. And he goes, oh, my goodness, let me take a photograph of this, and I'll send it to dermatology. So he takes a photograph of it, sends it off, <laughs> still keeping putting the cream on, putting the cream, it's getting worse, it's getting worse, I'm coming forward, people are praying for me, people in the house group prayed for me, and I'm just getting my strength in God, you know, as you go along, and, and it got worse, and the irritation, and it was just driving me mad, and at five o'clock in the evening, it would really kick off, and it would look like severe sunburn, and it was pushing down into my hands, and starting to go onto the edges, and my skin was just coming off uh, to the point that I had to hoover the bedroom in the morning and hoover the bed and go into a separate bed to, to my wife. And, and we were hoovering up three, four times a day. And I having put cream on four times a day. Then it got every two hours the other week. It was really getting bad. And, I, and last week because I, I wasn't getting any sleep at night. It would stop at about 3 o'clock, and I'd get sleep between 3 and 6. Then, you know, and it was starting to affect my work. You know, I couldn't concentrate properly on what I was doing. The week before Christmas, I was starting to squeak. And what I mean by starting to squeak is that the tide goes out and the rocks start to show. So I thought, we've got to do something desperate here. So I, I pursued dermatology again. They'd lost my referral, or they hadn't received my refer referral, etc. So I thought, right, let's go and contact the elders. And I come up, and the elders prayed for me, and I said, anointed me with oil. This was last week. On Thursday, carries on over Christmas. Got to Boxing Day, wrote a letter to the doctor. I said, look, I can't even get my shoes on to my boot shoes. It's getting that bad. And I, I may not be able to carry my job on much longer because if it goes to the bottom of my feet, I can't concentrate. I'm just irritating all the time. And um, Boxing Night, I was in my quiet time, and it felt more enabled than normal, and that was really nice. That gave me strength. I went to bed. The condition kicked. was just keeping me awake, and all of a sudden, it broke. Something broke. I don't know what broke. Something broke, and there was a symptom difference, and subsequently, from then, the symptoms have all retracted. The redness in my arm, all gone. My skin is no longer falling off my arms. And even my wife looked at it and said, Derek, this is miraculous. <laughs> and, and, and last night, I got, I got to sleep. 
without being woken up. And I fell out of bed this morning. And I was just, just on the floor before God, just, just so grateful for the relief, just so grateful for getting me through. And I just want to, again, I want to thank everyone who's been praying for me, for the guys who were there, the importance of community. More like what Matt was saying and what Tom was saying, the importance of community, the importance of one another, the importance of the encouraging, the house groups, the prayer. And even though you don't get your prayers answered straight away, you keep pursuing God because he always has the right time. has the right time. And, uh, and I got to the end of my Bible readings this year, this morning, and there were two verses, and I just wanted to leave this with you. Malachi, chapter 4. But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its rays, and you will go out and frolic like well-fed calves. So that's, that's a great one. I feel like I could go out and do some frolicking. <laughs> and tonight I'll be here frolicking, so that'll be good. And the last chapter of Revelation, and uh, many of you will know. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. Ah, oh, God, that'd be great to get to the end. Well, let's get to the end. No longer any curse. Living in the perfection of God's reality, beholding him in his wonderfulness, and knowing completeness, completeness and fullness to levels you just cannot even begin to realize or contemplate. That's ours in Christ. That's what Christ the King has wrought for us. Do you mind if I pray for you? Is that, is that, pray for us. Is that okay? Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you that we can come before you and commune with you. Thank you that we can communed with one another. Thank you for family. Thank you for one anothering. Thank you, Father, for this church. Thank you for this body of people. Thank you for prayers answered. Thank you, Father, for the hope that's before us in Christ the King. And we come to you as a body today. We love you. We're here because we want to know you more and more grow into the likeness of this wonderful son, the son whom you love, you who love us as you love him. What a, a wonderful thing. Thank you, Father, for your truth. May your anointing and your blessing be upon your truth as we grow with you over this next year to the praise of your glorious name and your wonderful grace. Thank you, Lord. Amen. The psalm says, look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always, and Derek suddenly had to do that while he's had all these significant health issues over the last 18 months, but uh, you have sought his face, haven't you, and 
it's wonderful to hear those stories and something for us to pray for, for that we know more of those moments as Derek described it, those moments where the trap door opens and what we're reading about the Lord so whatever goes into our hearts those moments of fresh encounter with him we know him speaking to us that's what we're looking for we're looking for a depth of experience of God a depth of reality of discipleship that uh, it's interesting just listening to Derek's insights into his personal spiritual disciplines, that consistent reading of the Bible, seeking after God. That's what we need to do. Lord, I pray that you would help us in this coming year to go deeper in you. I pray it would be a testimony for many of us over the next 12 months that there would be those moments of just fresh revelation of who you are and what you've done for us. I pray that we would uh, not be shallow in our belief, but we might go deep in the things of God. And I, I pray there would, be, there would be many moments for us Lord, whether it's on our own, reading a word, or whether it's as we gather together, where we get a fresh sense, revelation, glimpse of what it means to be in the presence of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who has removed the curse from us. I pray, I pray that for us, Lord. I pray there'd be a, a depth to this church, Jesus, as well as a breadth, which honors you and helps us to remain faithful in a difficult and perverse generation. Strengthen us, I pray, King Jesus. Amen. Amen. Brilliant. Manny, do you want to come and share? Lovely jumper. Thanks, Matt. So back home, we take Psalm 105 verse 1 very seriously. So almost every Sunday, almost everyone in our church wants to share testimony. So the way the pastors deal with it, they came up with a concept called popcorn testimony. So people will have to get up wherever they are, and within 10 seconds, they'll have to share what God has done good for them. Okay, so today, well, after listening to Derek and TP, it's not going to be popcorn, um, but I'll try and keep it short. Um, so 2022 was very challenging for me, um, especially at work. For those who don't know, I'm, I'm a nurse by background um, in, into management within NHS, um, so I had to move jobs. Um, I moved to Black Country, which is West Midlands. So at that point, uh, I was a bit um, confused why God took me there, uh, because I went there with uh, uh, no objectives. Uh, in my previous job, I was able to uh, achieve a few things, uh, which I thought was great. I was more in control because I, was, I, know, I knew what I was doing. So going into this new place, I had to learn a lot. And also, when I prayed, I asked God, what is it you want me to do in this place? You know, um, it was a great learning opportunity. I was developing. Um, but in terms of what impact I can, I can make, uh, it was still unknown for a long time. So I started to understand what is working, what isn't working. And I, I, like we all do, I, I was comparing with my previous job, what we did. Uh, there and what could be better here and I understood the things which aren't in place and one of those things was uh, international recruitment um, as we all know there is no enough nurses in the system and no enough money in NHS um, so with my experience and with myself being an international nurse by background uh, I wanted to um, initiate that in my new organization so I took it to the uh, trust board, we had conversations, a lot of pushback saying there's no money, it'll cost a lot of money, what is the point of doing this? Um, and yes, and so on. But 
I, I didn't give up. I, I, I fought my case, and although the organization wasn't able to support, I managed to negotiate with uh, uh, NHS England. Uh, they offered a pot of money, and we came up with a strategy. I was able to appoint a pastoral support worker to, uh, to look after new people who will arrive, like picking up from airport, taking them to the GP, opening bank account, and all sorts of stuff. So, it's a big piece of work. Uh, I needed a proper team to work for me, but a uh, few people came forward purely out of goodwill, uh, ha agreed to work with me on this project. Um, so long story short, I was able to uh, recruit 15 nurses from uh, five different nations, and uh, a lot of these are very from very poor background. Um, and we had loads of people apply. We had to, well, I, I wouldn't go into the technical details of it, so, uh, these nurses, uh, most of them have now landed in the country and uh, thinking about it uh, and where I come from. I, I, I landed in the UK back in 2003 with just uh, um, literally five pounds in my pocket. So, and here are my family, you know, uh, we're having a great life, really blessed. So these 15 families, uh, we really hope, you know, they, they, will, they will thrive, you know, they, they, they'll have a good life in a better country, and their children will be born here. So thinking about the bigger picture, um, God was, uh, uh, well, God um, used me to, to, to make an impact on these people's life. And this, this will be a, uh, in a long story for them, you know. Um, so I was able to share the blessing God has given to me, uh, you know, through, through the job that God has given to me. So. Uh, I started to understand uh, God has got bigger purpose for me. Uh, you know, at the time, although I was a bit confused, I didn't know what I'm doing there. Uh, so he's, uh, well, now I can see he's got plans. So I put my trust in him. And sometimes I do go into uh, a bit of imposter syndrome, you know, like, well, I've got bigger responsibilities. I'm making these big decisions because things can go easily wrong, you know, when I'm making these decisions and I'm doing it on, on my own. Uh, especially when I don't get the support. Um, so, but when I reflect on it uh, on my own, it, it is not me doing it, it is God doing it through me. And I'm really grateful that I'm able to, you know, be one of his uh, small instruments. Um, so I really ask for uh, the church to uphold me in prayer moving forward in 2024. Thank you. Psalm says, make known among the nations what he has done. And uh, Emmanuel and Radhika being with us, really in many ways, started to open the door for us in terms of connecting with people from other nations, being part of this church. And so it's great to hear that and pray for God's blessing on you and what you're doing. And uh, more doors keep op opening for you and for us here in the church as we look to connect with people from other nations and see God's work being manifest amongst us and his name being praised. It's good, isn't it, to encourage one another. It's good to hear stories about what God's doing. It's good to be reminded of him working in the practical stuff of life and the huge plan of his salvation. Uh, let's stand and let's come and worship him again as we finish and uh, give ourselves to him again, trusting him for his help to us in all things. Lord, we thank you for these stories that we've heard this morning. Well, thank you. There are many other stories that could be told. Think of how John concludes his gospel, saying about all the books. Uh, it would... Too many books, it would fill the world if all the stories were told about what you've done. And, and Lord, thank you that 
in our lives, there are books being written about what God is, what is, what God is doing, what the Savior is doing in us and through us. And I, I pray, Lord, that in this coming year, we'd see many st- more stories written about the work of God in us and through us. I pray that uh, we'd go deeper in you, we'd learn more of you, we'd know more of you, experience more of you. And I pray that we'd go wider, Lord. I pray you'd add more people to us. And uh, together we might proclaim amongst the nations what he has done, that we would keep seeking you, keep praising you, keep declaring you, keep trusting you, Lord, in every situation and knowing the faithfulness of God at work in us. We love you, Jesus. Thank you have kept us this year. We trust you for the coming year. And we give you glory, Lord. Amen.